Uh, well, thank you viewers for tuning in to Uncommon Women. I'm Shanira. And I'm Jenny Lee. And we have our guest speaker, Johannes, today. He's going to be joining us in regards to our topic on emotional baggage. Um, before we get started on emotional baggage, we want to just let you know uh, who we are and what we do and what Uncommon Women is about. So we're an uplifting, uplifting podcast. We um, uplift women and men. Uh, we're here to educate and edify anyone. Um, and then just, you know, spread the positivity in the world. There's so much negativity that's going on. So we just want to bring um, a different approach in regards to our perspective on things that can help people that's going through stuff behind closed doors and also educate people. Um, and then we also give people a platform to come on and share their businesses as well. Uh, but today we're going to be doing a little bit of teaching as well as testimony. Um, so before we get into that, Jenny's going to start us off with a bio about Johannes. Johannes Atlas, a motivational speaker and founder of Speaking to You, the UNU organization, and pressing towards the Mark event. Johannes was born with Poland's syndrome as a child, had many difficulties, but overcame them. Johannes became ambassador with the Riverside Chamber of Communists with when he started in business. His passion has always been to serve others. So thank you, uh, Johannes, for coming out and being a guest speaker with us today. Uh, is there anything that you wanted to touch base on besides um, what she went over in regards to your bio? You said you're going grocery shopping, so do you like to cook? <laughs> <laughs> or do you have a meat or a, a weight? Like, what, what's going on over there? Uh, you said a uh, yeah, yeah. You said I'm, there, yeah. I'm working toward that. That's, that's what I'm right <laughs> Okay, those are goals for 2021. Yeah. Gotcha. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a meal prepper or somebody. But, <laughs> but yeah, thank you for having me on today, though. Um, but yeah, so, you know, growing up, um, uh, you know, growing up, I, I wasn't very conscious about my hand until about, until about high school. Um, and so whereas, you know, in high school, you know, everyone, uh, everybody wants to fit in and be cool. And so because I wanted to, you know, fit in and be cool, you know, so like you said, you know, I have pollen syndrome, so you can see the difference in my hand here. And for those who may just be listening, you know, the my right hand will literally fit in the palm of my left hand. Uh, so um, I didn't, uh, like I said, I wasn't conscious about it until about high school. And so, of course, everybody in high school, you, everybody wants to fit in and be cool. And so because I wanted to fit in and be cool, um, I hid my hand in my pocket all the time. And I mean, when I say all the time, I mean all the time. Like, unless I was doing, unless I wasn't doing something where I needed two hands, my hand was always in my pocket. And it's just from being teased and being made fun of that, you know, I, I, I hit, I had my hand, and it just, it literally just felt like a prison to me. And and mm -hmm. and so it wasn't until after high school, uh, I wanted to grow because I, I, you know, I was tired of doing that. I was, I was tired of, you know, just having to feel that way all the time. And so I ended up getting involved with this finance company. And though we though it was finance, we more so taught about leadership and self-development. And so uh, between that and speaking at church was where I kind of got the uh, the inspiration to want to become a motivational speaker. Um, but so uh, being involved with this finance company, I got involved with the Riverside Chamber of Commerce, as you have said. And, um, and you know, Business 101, you know, uh, with the Chamber of Commerce, they, you know, teach a lot of business mm -hmm. principles and whatnot. So Business 101, you know, you look somebody uh -huh. in the eye, you give them a firm handshake. And, you know, some people give a firm handshake. I mean, a, when I say firm, I mean a firm, a firm handshake. And they squeeze the crap out of my hand. I'm like, relax, you see the <laughs> <laughs> So, um, 
But yeah, you know, I was I was literally nervous to get into business because of that. Like, I didn't want to be reminded of the, the faces and the reactions that I would get. But, you know, I did it in any ways. I really wanted to get out of my comfort zone. And so it wasn't actually until this past uh, May where um, I was just, I was really feeling stuck. And so I was, you know, I prayed. I'm like, Lord, open my eyes up to me beyond the limitations of my understanding. Because if, if there's if there's issues that are going on, it's, you know, it's something that if there's issues in my life, I'm the only one that can that can resolve it. So, uh, like I said, I prayed. I'm like, oh, Lord, open my eyes up to me beyond the limitations of my understanding. And uh, it was probably about within two weeks after uh, that God had opened my eyes up to what I had made those moments of when I would get teased. It was what I made them mean about me that affected me so much. It was the identity that I put behind it. And so in those moments, I made it mean that I'm not enough. As a person, I made it mean that to me, about me, that I'm not enough. But when... When you really look at the moment, if from a camera's point of view, when you really look at that situation, nothing in that moment means that I'm not enough. Right. But it was what I had chose to make it mean at that point. And so as God had opened my eyes up to it, I had to, uh, like I said, see what it was and then stop and say, no, that none of that means that I'm not enough. And then I reaffirmed that I am enough. Who I am as a person, I am enough. And so it was literally just in that moment that was the, the switching point um, uh, for it all, really, to uh, like since then it was just I felt I felt so free from that moment uh, after that moment. It was just these invisible changes started coming off and, and it was it was it was incredible. And so uh, also so also I don't have any chest muscle on the side of my body. And so this summer I actually went to the beach for the first time and swam with my shirt off. Whereas, you know, it sounds, you know, very minuscule for some, but I mean, for me, that was a, it was like a, it was a break. Conscious thing. So, so never, yeah, it was, it was just a very subconscious thing. Exactly. And so the angels came and just broken those chains off of you. Then you're like, Bro- oh. broke them right off. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear them. I can hear them breaking off. <laughs> yes. It, they just fell off at that point. And it was, it was, uh, it was just, it was so free. There was just so much more peace at that point. That's awesome. So where did you get, what encourages you to be a motivational speaker? So I'd always, uh, I'd always kind of had a heart to serve. Uh, I've always kind of been like a, a voice of counsel in a sense for a lot of my friends growing up. And so I've always just wanted to help you. I, re- I remember like sometime in elementary school, I was just talking to my friend about this earlier. Um, I remember like the, the moment that in my head when I was a kid, I said, I want to be a counselor. Like, I don't remember the specific day and all that, but I remember, like, through my eyes, I remember that moment. Because, uh, like I said, I always just kind of, like, help people and stuff. Um, always having the heart to serve growing up in church. Um, and, like I said, so between, with that finance company, uh, they, like I said, they teach you a lot to believe in you. And so, from between hearing that and, like I said, uh, going to church every Sunday, uh, just seeing the seeing how people are hurting and seeing that, you know, how life is just affecting people, you know, on a day, every Sunday, seeing people, you know, go up to the altar and crying and, and just dealing with some of the things that they're dealing with. Like it, it, it touches my heart because it's like to, to see the things that people are dealing with. It's like, wow. Uh, and so it's like, you know, if there was anything that I could do, it's just, you know, there's, I, you know, I, I want to be able to help somebody if I can. So, oh, look, let me say this. So the difference between choice and decision. So choice is choice has a free will to it. Choice is choosing something because that's what you want, and for no other reason but because that's what you want. Uh, choice has no considerations. It's it's like a, it's it's a free will. It's just like I said, it's just choosing it because that's what you want, or for no other reason but because that's what you want. Where decision, on the other hand, decision is uh, picking something dependent upon what the situation is. It's 
picking something with consideration. So, you know, I wanted to go to Harvard, but, you know, I don't have the money. Or I wanted this car, but I don't have the, the credit score. And so I'm going to go with something else uh, more suitable for this specific situation. And so a lot of times it's, you know, we, we get, uh, as people, we can kind of get caught in, uh, you know, with what we have or, you know, with what's going on in life. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, we think that this is it. Yeah. yeah, we think this is it. This is how it has to be. But when in reality, it doesn't. It doesn't have, it's like who said, when we look at a situation, it's like who says that it has to be this way? And so mm-hmm. let me add, let me add another analogy to that. So uh, life is, got like God just, he'd be giving me ideas and stuff. It's just, mm-hmm. just download. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so it's life is, he, um, so life is like a, a grocery. Life is like going into a grocery store. But let's say you've never been to a grocery store before. You have no idea what it's like. You you know you don't know what goes on. So like I said, life is like going to a grocery store. And so you walk in, and immediately people start giving you directions. People start telling you what to do, telling you how it works, giving you instructions. So you grab your shopping cart and you start you know walking down the aisles going shopping. And again, as you start walking down the aisles, people are throwing stuff in your cart. Hey, rec- recommending this and you should get that, and telling you you know you should buy these and and just start putting stuff in your basket you might get a couple things that you want but for the most part people are just recommending you stuff and telling you you know what to do and what to get and so by the time you go to the checkout counter you end up with a basket full of stuff that you didn't ask for stuff that you didn't ask for nor that you probably didn't want you might have a couple things that you want but for the most part it's a basket full of stuff that you don't want and at the end of the day you end up paying for that we end up paying for all of that at the end of at the end of our shopping experience and so we're on we're driving home and as we're driving home we're trying to figure out you know and with everything that we bought uh what am i going to do with this how is this going to work how is this going to play off the other and, and you know, how am i going to where am i going to put this in my house and we're just trying to figure out how we're going to organize that and what we're going to do with it what we're going to make our our life with what we've just uh um, received from this grocery store yeah so we go home and, you know, we start, you know, putting everything away and, you know, people come over and they criticize you, you know, from the things that you got and, and what's there and not, not realizing that, hey, I didn't ask for this. And so it's, it's the point of it is realizing that, hey, I can go back into this grocery store and exchange all of the things that I don't want for all of the things that I do want. And so then that way, when I go home, I have a better idea of what I'm working with, of what I want and, uh, you know, how I can make, you know, life work better with this. And so... Uh, a lot of it is just uh, it's that point of realizing that this does not have to be this way. Whatever it is that people are dealing with, what you know, what for, so for me, it was the point of you know, I I don't have I don't want to be I don't want to have to live like this anymore. And then it's you know, uh, um, being ready for for that as well. But it's it's really a, a point of of choosing that, choosing what it is that we want, having that free will and choosing the things that we do want not just because it's been handed to us or not because you know we think that this is what we're supposed to do but uh choosing the things that we want because that's what we want and for no other reason but because that's what we want okay okay i like that analogy it's so that i so do i it's it's that's deep that's deep um (laughs) and then then i see it as then you get home you know with all this stuff that people you know thought that was good for you and you got to realize you know just because it's good for one person doesn't mean it's going to be good for me yeah, and exactly. I think that's where a lot of people you know we mess up in life because it's like oh well I took this road or I brought this if we're going to speak on groceries where I brought this that and the third to make this mm-hmm. and it was bomb and it's like it's more than one way that you can make something exactly right 
but everybody find what works for you yeah mm -hmm. exactly it does everybody's healing is different mm -hmm. and everybody's path is different so yeah. And then it's even like within that, it, it's, you know, choosing what you want, irregardless of your past. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, just because like sometimes, you know, growing up in, a, um, uh, let's say, you know, growing up in the hood, you know, you don't, it's a lot of times it's, you know, we don't have the idea of, you know, hey, I can, you know, uh, you know, have a multi-million dollar business. Right. Uh, just, it's just sometimes like that idea doesn't even, that we don't even think that that's a possibility. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's just, you know, it's at a point of also educating ourselves and then, you know, making it making it a point to you know believe these things and, and but choosing our beliefs because that's what we want choosing what we want for our life and so it's it's like a mix of um you know believing that it is but then you know introducing yourself that hey it doesn't have to be this way yes and stepping out of your comfort zone you know just because you were brought up a certain way it, it doesn't mean that you can't branch out and do more than one thing and still stay true to you Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, a lot of people um, back down to trying new things because they're scared of fail failure. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just have to step out of the box. Mm -hmm. And if that box doesn't work for you, try another box. Yep. In another box. Do you know how many boxes I got from Amazon? in all reality you know you can you can try more than one box it does not mm -hmm. always have to stop at just one box you know right. and mm -hmm. i think a lot of people you know not necessarily even if you're grown if you were grown up raised in the hood even if you were raised in a good area you know step outside your comfort zone and try to build a relationship that with someone that was raised in um, a poverty uh, society, you know, mm -hmm. see, what, see what they went through and then maybe you guys can bounce off of each other because just because they were raised in a different um, atmosphere doesn't mean that you can't educate each other. Yep, right. I totally agree with that. Yep, totally agree right. with that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> How does our emotional baggage, our emotional baggage affect us? You no, know, cause so it's kind of like it's kind of like a lens, really. Um, so it's like you know you think of it like a you know a lens for you know for a picture off of Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's you know it's at that point it's our our baggage is, is it becomes like an identity. Mm -hmm. And so like for example, you know I my identity was that I'm not enough. That's how I saw uh, through. Uh, that's how I saw life through the lens of my eyes was that I'm not enough. And so I would try to, for example, you know, I would try to make up for it in various ways. So I used to be, you know, very arrogant and, and um, you know, it would affect how I would treat, you know, um, you know, people in, in uh, my, my ex-girlfriend, it would affect how I would treat her in just, in just various ways. And it's just, you know, kind of think about it like that. It's imagine like putting on glasses and whatever the baggage is for the individual, that's how we're seeing life mm -hmm. is through the lens of I'm not enough. And so it's, it's, at that point, you, you're then trying to make up for the lack or make up for, you know, what, uh, how we're feeling. And so it's, you know, everything that I do, it was, I would, you know, introduce myself in a certain way that, hey, I'm not enough, or I would act in a certain way to show people that, hey, I'm not enough. And it's, it's, it, it affects us at a subconscious level because we don't even realize that we're doing it. Okay. And so it's, and that's the, that's the crazy part, <laughs> but it's like other, other people see it, but we don't. Right. And so, nope. yeah. Yeah, and so and so that's that's like the the, the thing right there. It's, it's um, you know it's it's just a lens that we're seeing our life through and, and how we 
interact and how we be and not just not even be by ourselves but be around other people and and, in every way of life really i agree and i think we gotta also come to a point of our life where um you gotta stop beating yourself up because it's not going to happen overnight Mm -hmm. and if you you know change those thoughts into something positive on a consistent basis it will eventually stick yeah it will like fake the funk until it happens you know (laughs) (laughs) Um, but i think you know like a person for example that's always speaking negative you know they're so used to speaking negative and it's to the point where they don't even realize they're speaking negative until it's approached upon them so in order for them to change that they would have to literally speak positive over their life every day consistently to break that cycle to break that chain but they got to be consistent with it because it's not going to just it's not going to just happen overnight so why do people actually carry right the emotional baggage yeah because it's like when you I'm sorry, say that one more time. So why do you why do you feel like we, we actually carry the emotional baggage? Like how do we get rid of that when a person um does have something that's like weighing heavy on their their spirit and um they're trying to get a, get rid of it? How do we how do we move ourselves away from carrying that emotional baggage? How we carry it? And like I said, because we whenever that, that moment or those moments were uh, that occurred in our life to to make us, you know, attach in that whatever it's whatever it is that we have made it mean at that point. So again, for example, you know, I I had made those moments of getting teased mean that I'm not enough, and so it's it's you know going back to you know the that moment or those moments for the individual, whatever the situation was, what if we made it mean? And it's it's realize it's but it's that point of realizing that realizing that we made it mean something because if we don't, it's it's um, you know we it, if we don't you know realize that we've made it mean something the, the the identity just stays there and so it's like a, a point of uh learning to re-identify with with something else um and so it's like we as a, like i said you know we don't even realize that we do it and so again you know because you know that's we we've done it so much it becomes who we are and as people we like to stick to what we know and so because this is what i know and this is who i am this is what i've been doing i'm just going to keep doing it and so it's like a, a, at a point of a certain a certain point has to come when we realize, hey, this is going on, and I, I don't like this. I'm not liking what's going on. I'm not liking how this is making me feel. I'm not liking, um, you know, how uh, it's how I'm interacting with people or how this is affecting my life. And so at that point, it, it the the desire to want to uh, overcome this has to kick in. Mm. I mean, a lot of this is just okay. uh, awareness. It, it's a lot of awareness. It's like you know, being aware of what you're feeling on the inside and, you know, why am I feeling this way and what is this coming from? And it's, it's a lot of those suppressed emotions that, that has to be dealt with. And so that's the thing, cause we, we don't want to deal with it. And so we, we pushed it off for so long. And so, you know, it's still there at a, at a very subconscious level. Uh, but we don't realize it is because we, you know, pushed it down so much and, you know, we don't, we've chosen not to, to not to deal with it and not to feel it. And so, but that's the thing that has to be dealt with is, is those feelings that mm-hmm. we've suppressed. Okay. And so, and yeah. And so it's like in dealing with that, um, and like I said, what's the identity that we've attached to, what it, we have, what we've made it mean about ourselves is the thing that's got to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. That's deep. Yeah. You bury it. That's so true. Yeah. So Johannes, how did you release, uh, your emotional baggage? 
it was it was within that moment when I was like, God opened my eyes up to me beyond the limitations of my understanding. And uh, whew, like I said, you, <laughs> you gotta be careful with your prayer for sometimes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, it was it was literally that moment. Uh, but it, within that moment, I was I was ready. And that's mm-hmm. the other part of it. You know, when you when we pray for stuff, it's we have to be ready for what we're asking for. You yep. have to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, because it's like figure. I mean, because you, you, both you, uh, you, you guys have children. So it's like, mm-hmm. would you give your, your, uh, would you give your kids a million dollars right now? No, I'm ready for it. No. It, exactly. Exactly that. Because they're not ready for it. And so exactly. That's kind of like how it, I picture, you know, that's kind of like how God sees it. Like if they're mm-hmm. not ready for what, uh, for what they're asking for, why would I give it to them? Yeah. It's only going to destroy them. It's, it's not going to do them any benefit. Yeah. And so in that it's a it's the willingness to want to deal with or to 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 see uh what is. It's the willingness to see. That and it was yes. I feel like it that prayer came so quickly. It was like I said, it was like a, a week and a half to two weeks after I prayed it, he answered it. Um I think that's what it was. It was just I was ready. I was ready for it. I was, but he I also was seen something inside of you that he felt as though you were ready as well. Yeah. He met yeah. you there. I mean, sometimes then when we get to, when we feel like when we're already, it, it, it's kind of scary because you're like, wow, like we're ready. And then that whole relief, is just like a whole burden just off our shoulders. That's so true. And have you ever noticed when we ask for something and we're not ready? And I don't, I don't know if anyone else notices it, but or maybe it's just me. But I've noticed at times when I ask for something and I'm not ready, and it's not all of what I ask for. It's just a little piece. He gives yeah. up just a little piece to be like, oh, okay, we're, we're going to give you just a little bit to see how you can handle it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you get that joyfulness when you do handle it the right way. And then sometimes you you got to reevaluate your life when you don't handle it the right, the, when you handle it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people may get stuck at times. Yeah. They get so focused and caught up in um, what went wrong, you know? Yeah. Instead of trying to look at everything as a perspective as as it as um a teaching or a lesson or just a learning um or a stepping stone in regards to the bigger picture yeah yeah um i think that plays a go ahead go ahead johannes (laughs) oh no no i was was gonna say but yeah no it's like yeah it's that or you know (laughs) for me like i'll just be i'll be praying for the longest and months go by and (laughs) i'm like lord i know you hear me (laughs) yeah it's just that you know it's just i i wasn't ready um, but yeah. <laughs> so, um, speaking on that, how do how do our choices play into um, our baggage? Yeah, so it's it's the our choice because again, it's it's really like at just the the emotional baggage is a lot of times it's at a subconscious level, and so um, kind of going back to you know uh, how it affects us, uh, it's it how our so because like i said so we have on we imagine like you know we putting on these glasses so me putting on these glasses of i'm not enough um me seeing through the lens of i'm not enough i'm 
making I'm taking actions and making choices through the lens of I'm not enough. And so it just it, it's certain things that it'll be certain um, situations that um, coincide with uh, with um, trying to show that I'm enough. That mm-hmm. will end up. Yeah, that'll end up with with an action to actually show that, hey, I really feel like I'm not enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a very it's little subconscious things that we do. And like again, we don't even realize that we do it. Other people may see it, uh, but a lot of times we don't even realize that we're doing it. That's so true. That is, <laughs> especially when you catch yourself <laughs> doing it, and you're like, "Oh, okay, yeah." I, I guess, it, I guess it happens to everyone. So it's just, I guess, it's just part of us humans when we get to that point where we have emotional baggage, and sometimes we don't notice it. And then when we do notice it, we're just like, "Oh." We need to deal with that. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's the sometimes that's like the real uh, gut punch right there when when it's brought up to us by somebody else and it's like, oh, oh, you're right. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> I do need to deal with this. But sometimes people have pride and be like, where'd that come from? You know, mm-hmm. pride can hinder us from um, being accountable for things that can release us from the baggage. Yep. We all came a long way. I'm sure. I'm sure. Me and Jenny had times in our moment, uh, in our life, where we could be prideful, especially as being parents. You know. Oh I yeah. Checked me, and I was like, "Did he just pull me on me?" I, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I admit, I still can be prideful, and I mean, I'm, I, I'm still working on that. That's something that we just gotta like work on and grow from it. And yeah, it's it's and it's not easy. Like Shannara said, being a parent. And being prideful, it's a little hard. So, yeah, it, that we're a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Johannes, can you give uh, advice on how to let them go on emotional yeah. baggage? Yeah, I mean, it's it. For one, it, it's you know, like I said, when you kind of when you go home and you you know you lay down and it and you're by yourself and all those those feelings and those those emotions start coming back up. It's it comes with the the willingness to want to deal with it. Like we, you got to be willing to deal with it. Deal with 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 those emo- with those emotions. Mm-hmm. Deal with the past and and you know whatever whatever it was. It's, we have to be ready to deal with it. Uh, but then in dealing with it, it's you know we we can't. It's like in a sense sometimes we have to like take the emotion out of it and to mm-hmm. to look at those like as we reflect back on the on the on the past on the moment the situation. As we reflect back on it, it's, it's you know sometimes we have to take the emotion on our part out of it to see what was because uh, sometimes you know okay so for example you know uh, now that I you know, look back on my moments you know I realize you know kids you know kids are just being kids um, you know it's, and especially you know it's not something that you see every day so yeah people are going to be curious people are you know it's teenagers being teenagers people are going to make comments and it's going to be what it is but that in that it means nothing about me. And so again, that's where the point I had to take the emotion out of it. And it's like, none of that means that. That's what I made it mean about me. It's none of that means that. It's, or sometimes it's seeing the perspective of the uh, of the other person. Sometimes it's getting to know maybe what that, what the other individual went through. Uh, it's somebody that may have put us through something. Sometimes it's seeing what they have, what, uh, what they have gone through to um, cause them to do what they did. Not to say that it's okay, but mm-hmm. to bring a little bit more understanding to the situation. Yes. Um, and so it's, it's like I said, so it's in that and in just being willing, willing to deal with it and ready to let go. Um, and, and you were kind of uh, touching on it a little bit earlier, uh, Shanira, about, um, you know, it's you got to give yourself time. 
uh, be patient with yourself in it all because it, yeah, it's, it's not. Sometimes it doesn't always happen overnight. You know, it's not always going to be a, a quick thing. I mean, configure. You know, if you, for example, you know, if you if you've been dealing with your baggage for uh, you know fifteen years, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not going to change in in, in a day or two. Fifteen years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's so true. So it's like yep. so it's like you know you that's the thing. It's like we have to be willing to to be patient and also um, as we identify you know, what we've made it mean about ourselves and we affirm the opposite. So again, you know, I've made it mean that I'm not enough. And then I've affirmed that I am enough, whatever the new affirmation is for you. We got, we've got to be willing to you know, remind ourselves of what, of that choice, remind ourselves of, uh, you know, how we are now re-identifying ourselves. And so yes. over time, yeah, over time, you know, you, you, it'll, it'll embed itself into your mind and you then, take off the la- the glasses of before and put on a new one, a uh, new set. And, um, you know, it's, it, it, it takes time, but, you know, you just got to be willing to be patient with yourself and dealing with it all. Um, I think sometimes it, it comes from just, you know, some of the, it, sometimes just the, it could be just the, the mental training of the individual, but it's, it's sometimes we don't, we don't realize that we have choices or we don't realize that we have choices in our emotions um, and our actions. So I'll, for, I'll, let me start with the emotions actually. That's really the, the main thing is, and our, we have these emotions. They don't have us. We have them. And so in that, it's choosing our emotions wisely. Um, so it's like, though a moment may cause you to, you know, a moment, uh, a situation comes up that will cause you to be angry. It may very well be a good time to be angry. But in that, you don't have to choose to be angry. You can still choose to be peaceful in a, in a, in a hostile moment or in a, in a mm-hmm. moment that may cause you to be angry. And so in that, it's, it's in those moments, it's... Um, when new moments come around and, you know, it, it's choosing the emotion wisely um, and, and, and dealing with that. Mm, that's good. Well, yeah, I mean, um, but in, in, like I said, in, in just dealing with that and uh, dealing with, like I said, with these, with these emotions, um, like from there, it's, it's as we are, as we're feeling, as we're feeling, you know, a, a certain thing come up or, you know, the, the past, it, you know, how you, how that, situation before made you feel as it's coming back up you know it's we have to recognize it and say hey you know i recognize that i'm feeling this way and i don't i don't want to feel this way then now choosing a choosing a different emotion moving forward yes Mm, that's good that's good uh for me uh what i personally do is like i said kind of going back to uh, identifying what i made it mean and and then you know saying it's like well why does it have to mean that uh you know what is it that i would rather it be and um you know, choosing what I want moving forward. And then again, just reminding myself of those choices uh, from that, from that minute moving forward as, as often as I can, because a lot of it is just the willing, it's, it's the willingness to uh, the desire to want to be aware as often as possible. It's, it's a lot of awareness, it's a lot of awareness, like awareness in, in your mind and your feelings and your emotions and like what's going on and when you're feeling a certain way, why am I feeling like this? Do I like that I'm feeling like this? If you know, then okay, well, how would I rather feel? And, and then just moving forward from there, uh, and then choosing the feeling, choosing the emotion that, that I would want to, uh, that I want to feel and, uh, reminding myself, you know, again, though a moment moving forward or though a moment is, yeah, though I'm like, you know, feeling, you know, I'm, uh, a moment's causing me to be angry. Uh, you know, no, I, I don't want to feel this way. And it's choosing that emotion moving forward. But, uh, sometimes it's because some of the things of the past, it's some of the, uh, some of our baggage comes from, 
Um, it's so if it's our parents' baggage or you know the people that we've grown up with, right? Because uh, yep. yeah, if you consider as a as a child, you are an empty vessel. A baby is an absolutely empty vessel, and so if a mother or a father has a has a certain baggage that says you know I'm not enough or I'm not lovable or I'm not this or I'm not that, they are going to the child is going to subconsciously learn to think that way, and so it's sometimes it's seeing the things that that um, that I you know how I'm being. Um, where did where did I learn this from? Because I, I don't like you know like again I'm aware that I'm acting like this and I don't like that I'm acting like this. Where did I maybe learn this from? And so then hey I learned this from you know my mom or my dad or my cousin or my sister. I learned this from somebody. And then at that point I'm like hey I don't have to continue to be this way. How would I rather be? It's really just it's a lot of just uh, like self talk. But then within that it's really feeling it. It's not just a Okay, I'm not feeling like this. You know, I don't like feeling like this. It's 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 mean. It's intentional conversation, and, and but I'm like really feeling it's a it's a serious conversation within myself as I'm saying all of this. It's like a uh, you know you got to be like real with yourself and, and confront I have to confront myself because yeah, it's, and it's a lot of uh, uh, le- the willingness to let go of my ego and a lot of it. Too. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you made yourself a Go ahead, Jenny. <laughs> you're just holding yourself accountable you don't, yeah. because you're trying to break the basically the cycle. You're trying to break that cycle because, you know, if you end up being stuck and then you have children and you're just passing that along to them as well. Mm. So you're saying that there is a possibility that emotional baggage can be a generational curse? Yeah. It absolutely is, mm. uh, or so yeah. It absolutely can be. I'll say that. Not not all of it is. Okay. Some of the things are things that we've learned from ourselves. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's I kind of another analogy. Uh, yes, that's <laughs> so, <enough>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, our body is is like a house, and so your your physical body. So we are a spirit that possesses a soul that lives in a physical body. Like how you see me as Johannes is not Johannes. This is just. A physical representation of Johannes, but this physical, this is not me. So and sometimes it's also the willingness to disconnect from my physical body to see, to get to learn to know who I really am. Mm-hmm. But um, so, uh, like I said, our house is a phys- our our body is a physical house, and then within inside the house is your soul. And what goes on inside of a home, uh, what's, what goes on inside of a house is what makes a house a home. Mm-hmm. So it's like ideally, um, would you would uh, would you rather the inside of the house be um, you know be immaculate and the outside be you know kind of whatever, or would you rather the outside be immaculate and the inside kind of you know be a mess? Yeah. When when consider you spend most of your time on the inside of the house, so it's like personally you know I and I you know ask a lot of people this. A lot of people would rather have the inside be immaculate and let the outside you know kind of be whatever, but over time let the outside reflect what goes on on the inside. Mm-hmm. So within the inside of the house, you know, you have a lot of different furniture and, and uh, you know, just everything that's, that's in them and that's in the house. Some of the furniture is not yours. Some of the, sometimes, you know, people come over and they leave stuff there and, and, you know, some of it's, you know, your parents' furniture and, and uh, you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's really just a lot of soul work. It's a lot of work with, with dealing with what's on the inside. And so it's, you know, moving stuff around and getting rid of some old, uh, getting rid of some old furniture and, and um, you know, just, it's just identifying with what's going in on the inside of the house. And, um, you know, where did, like I said, where did this come from? Who brought this here? Or do I want this here? I don't want this here. Okay. Let me get rid of this. 
So it's, it's just, like I said, just sometimes, you know, it's like dusting and sweeping around and, and you know, cleaning, just cleaning up the inside of the house. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of that, that kind of work is what, you know, the idea of all this is. Okay. I like that. That was dope. Interesting. Jenny, did you have any questions? I have a question. Um, how can you tell if someone is emotionally, like, unavailable? Like, uh, I mean, I don't know how people can see through people, but I know it depends on the person, on how they act and how their character is. Mm-hmm. So in the, in the Bible, it says, out of the mouth speaks the abundance of the heart. Mm-hmm. And so it's... Sometimes you can you can tell by people's conversation. Like some, we have to sometimes take the take the time to really listen uh, to what people say, to, to you know the words that come yeah. out of the mouth. And people will tell on themselves. Oh, you tell it like it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> you let a person talk. Let them talk. Let them yeah. talk. They'll they'll tell you who they are. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so exactly just that, you know, it's, it's, you know, sometimes it's just, you know, listening to them and, and seeing mm-hmm. how they interact in certain, in certain ways. And, and people, yeah, people will tell you what they, what you need to know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just asking the right question as well. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just asking the okay. right questions and yeah, you'll, you'll find direct, out. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Direct as well. Um, that was good. That was real good. Is there anything that you would like to add or anything that you wanted to share that we didn't you know, speak on another analogy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, the guy just be like, This is like story time. Uh, like, I, should right? I love it though. <laughs> <laughs> so, you figure when you, um, uh, so it's kind of like dealing with, with darkness. You know, everybody has their own form of darkness that they deal with in whatever way, shape, form, or fashion that, like, that, that comes up for them. So, when you walk into a dark room, you first identify, hey, it's dark in here. I need some light. And so now keep in mind, darkness is the speed of light. As quickly as light comes in, darkness leaves the room. Mm -hmm. And as quickly as light leaves the room, darkness will come in and take its place. By nature, by nature, this happens. And so when in dealing with, and, you know, first you identify the darkness, you see, hey, it's dark in here, you know, I don't, you know, I want some light, you don't focus on trying to, you know, you're not like, oh, get out of here, darkness, like, no, <laughs> nobody does that, you don't try to, you don't focus on trying to push out the darkness, rather, uh, sometimes it's, it's a matter of focusing on bringing in the light, and by its very nature, the darkness will leave the room, mm. and so whatever, whatever kind of, like, issues or struggles or things that we're dealing with, uh, sometimes like we focus so much on, the on the, we're, exactly, we focus on mm-hmm. the negative and the thing that we're dealing with, we focus so much on the child, the struggle, the whatever, rather than making it a point to say, hey, I don't want to, I don't want to be like this anymore. How would I, I would rather feel like this. I would rather things be like this. And then try to look through that perspective. It's like trying to put on that lens of look through that perspective of if things were like this, how would I feel? How would I be? How would my life be? And, and just just bringing in the light, focus on bringing in the light and stop focusing so much on the darkness. Mm, okay. I like that analogy. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was deep, but that was good. That was yeah, good. But 
I got one one more for you. So the other part too is because a lot of it is sometimes we don't feel like that we have control in our thoughts within our mind. A lot of people feel like we don't. It does. It feels like just natural. We don't have control, but in reality, we do. Um, so it's like kind of you know in our thoughts and our thinking. It you know like it's kind of like uh, in our, our thinking. Our thoughts are like going to an open mic night. Have you ever been to an open mic before? Yes. Okay, perfect. So it's got like I thought it's like going to an open mic, thinking that you're at a concert. So obviously, you know, at a concert, you know, you just sit there and listen. You don't, you know, you don't get up on the stage and try to sing your heart out or nothing. You just sit and listen. But rather, at an open mic, you have the opportunity to get up and say something. You have the opportunity to get up and say what's on your heart. And so, rather than being at the concert in our mind, rather than just hearing and believing all the thoughts and 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 things that people say and the thoughts that come to our mind rather than just believing and hearing all of that, we have to eventually make it a point to realize, hey, I do have control up here. I have control up here and I have the say so on what goes on up here. And so it's the point of realizing that, hey, I'm not at a concert. I'm actually at an open mic. Let me get up on the stage and say what I have to say. And then say what I have to say, grab, grab the mic and say what I have to say and don't get off the stage. You stay on that stage and you say what you want to go on in your head. You, 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 um, you brainwash yourself, like in the, in you know, with what you want to be brainwashed with. We're we're all going to be brainwashed with something. Mm-hmm. Might as well brainwash mm-hmm. it with what you want it to be brainwashed right. with. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. Just get up on the get up on the stage and and don't get off. And so just it's <laughs> taking control of your thoughts. <laughs> to me i will be i'll get it and i i haven't been doing my part so um you know i gotta start sharing more and so now uh you know i'm sure more will be coming soon that's awesome that was Mm -hmm. good um well before it was real good i enjoyed it i definitely enjoyed it um is there anything that you have coming up that you would like our viewers to know um uh, I'm going to be, like I said, making all this into a program, and I'm going to be putting it on YouTube. Uh, I'll have it out, or I'm going to work on it. So hopefully, I'll be finished by the end of the year. So beginning of next year, it'll be out and ready to go. Um, you can just look up my name, Johannes Atlas, and you'll uh, at the beginning of next year, and you'll see all the videos there. Okay, so just it's a, just like a Johannes show 2021. It's really just kind of digging deeper into all of this, and, and you know, really just getting down and more of the how to's and, and kind of certain you know different things that didn't necessarily didn't have all the time to to, to get into awesome awesome and then maybe here we can bring you back on and we can talk about some other things yeah. yeah that is dope i like how you're putting it into uh because youtube is the perfect channel to do it at because everybody's always looking at things and finding things mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you putting out all that in there you definitely you would definitely, I already see it. I see it just being a, a platform for you. Thank you. Thank you. And I I'll subscribe, that. you know. Um, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so before we close out, um, there is one question we do ask all of our uh, guest speakers, and that is what makes you uncommon? 
I think what makes me in common is is my thinking. Um, I, I have like a, a defiant nature, not in the sense of, you know, defiant, you know, just acting out and stuff. But, um, you know, I kind of go against what, you know, people say it's this way. It was like, well, why can't it be a different way? And, and you know, kind of just um, I'm I'm very open minded to, you know, things being a different way. And just like I said, it's really just in my in my thinking. I, I feel like is, is what makes me uncommon. I'm not your. I wouldn't. I'd say I'm not your your normal 26 year old. Okay. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming on, Johannes. It's been a pleasure. Um, Have fun. Yes. Um, I hope that uh, our viewers can take heed to this and take an understanding and your analogies as well. (laughs) And. Thank you. It was a pleasure, and um, I hope your YouTube channel, um, like I said, it, it, it it's going to be your platform, and I hope it really reaches those all over the world. It will reach. Thank you. Oh, oh will. Yeah. You're going to speak that now. into existence. Yes. Will. Yes. Thank you, Shannon, for the correction. No, then national, then we're seeds. We are planting. Yes. Amen. Amen. I receive it. I receive yes. it. I receive it. Thank you, Shanira yeah. and Jenny. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, thank you for allowing me to uh, to come on here. I really do appreciate your time as well. Thank you. Go ahead, Jenny. Thank you for tuning in to All Common Women. Um, you can check us out on our website, um, www.uncommonwomen.net. That's where we also have our merchandise, uh, where we sell our self-love shirts, our vest, um, our mugs. Um, also, if you want to also find us up on um, www.uncommonwomenlipson.com. Um, we're also on other platforms, as in IG, Twitter. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and as well as... Um, I'm stuck. I'm sorry. Um, Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Streaming apps. Yeah other streaming apps we're basically in every platform so in other words um if you have any topics questions you can email us at uh, commonwomen.compodcast at gmail.com and if you have any any business owners that want us to advertise them um you can also email us on so where we can um advertise we're also advertising business if you know any business owners or any guest speakers that want to come on oh viewers thank you much uh so much for tuning in and please remember to stay uncommon